I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. I'm Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wyler from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Bregnell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiperstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome back on to yet another edition of Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad Brown. It's good to have you with us coming up on today's show. We're going to be touching base with uh, Coach Marcus van Nikak and Michelle van Tonder, who we're going to put a bit of a plan together to uh, get a bit faster over 21, possibly move up to 42. And we also talk about uh, whether or not she should be running Comrades. And uh, yeah, as much as we love the race, it's not the be-all and end-all. There's uh, lots of other races to do on the calendar, and we'll chat to Michelle about that on today's podcast as well. I mentioned uh, in the last episode of this podcast that uh, we've sort of relaunched our running and uh, our cycling and triathlon podcast. Rather, if you're a cyclist or if you're a triathlete listening to this, you'll be pleased to know that uh, we've now got another two podcasts that are coming out of the Coach Perry stable. Uh, the cycling one is called Ride with Coach Perry, and the triathlon one is called Try with Coach Perry. So you can search for that in whatever podcast play you're listening to uh, and coming up on today's show as well we're going to be sharing another amazing success story out of the coach perry online training club but that's all coming up later on in the show let's ho- head over to my chat with marcus and michelle Welcome on to this edition of Run with Coach Perry. My name is Brad Brown. We've got uh, running coach Marcus Vanikat with us once again. Marcus, uh, welcome back onto the podcast. Great to great to catch up. How's it, Brad? Thanks for, thanks for having me. We've also got uh, one of the members of the Coach Perry Online Training Club with us as well, and it's a great pleasure to welcome Michelle van Tonder onto the podcast. Michelle, welcome. Thank you. Michelle, you're based out in a beautiful part of the world. Uh, you in White River, Mpumalanga, uh, and uh, yeah, lucky, I think you're lucky to stay there. I'm sure you, you would agree there are worse places on the planet to be based, but uh, t- tell me a little bit about life in, in White River. No, we uh, we live life, eh? We definitely we're in the slow felt. That's what they call us. We're in the slow felt. So um, yeah, it's beautiful. We have to, yeah, we can run just outdoors and yeah, just enjoy the outdoor area. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing part of the world to to live and train. Uh, you are truly, truly blessed. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your running background. You you've been running, I think, since you said said about twenty twelve. Is that is that right? How did you get into the sport? <laughs> I actually think um, it's a bit of a funny story. I always say it's a Karoo's son. Our car broke down, and we were just coming back from our December holiday. And then a lot of the girls chatted about doing the nice now forest marathon. And I was sitting there in the sun and thinking, okay, I'm turning 40 this year. What will I do to actually make this a memorable year? And I thought, okay, let me run the nice now marathon. And then I got back and I started training. And that's when it started. Unfortunately, that was the year that it actually it was cancelled because of all the rain. So I ended up doing my first half marathon, the Skukuza. And that's how it got started. And, and as they say, the rest is history. You, you're still running to this day. You have battled with, with one or two injuries too, I, I believe. Tell, tell me a little about, about that. I know you had a, I think it was a quite, quite a bad hip injury. Yeah, so I ran up until about 2014. And then um, I quit 
not for any specific reason, just life. And then I started running again by the beginning of last year, June, July. And um, I, I downloaded the Comrades Bronze Medal um, program. And I just started running with that from July. And I followed it to the T every day, everything. I just followed it when everything went well. And then as I got back end of January, I went for a run and I thought, no, not, something is not well. I thought it was me sitting wrong in the car. And then I went for another run and I just um, had a problem running up along. So um, eventually I went for an MRI and then they said it might be a life stress fracture in the hip. So... And that's it. And, and it's been it's been a, a long slog back. You you are running again now. Uh, how, how's it feeling? Are you totally over it? Is it still something you have to have to be wary of? No, I'm fine. I must tell you, I never had any discomfort before. It was afterwards or during the run, but afterwards I never actually thought I had a problem. I just thought it was a stiffness. So and then. Um, I got a, the front of my life when he said, if you don't stop now, it might be surgery or whatever. So I just quit from that moment. And I was down for about six, almost eight weeks. And then I started running. I did a few fives. And then, um, yeah, I'm back. On, I'm, I'm doing the longest I've done now is um, a 15 last Saturday. So, so what, that's all free. That's awesome. Wonderful. What, what's the goal? What are you training for? I think for now, I, um, I'm just focusing on 21s. That's what I'm, my thinking is. Just because I don't want to get in it too fast. You know, um, I think I actually just started too fast, too soon, too much. Too, that's, my, that's my thinking. And um, I think I should just rather stick with 21s for this year. So I've got a few things lined up. Skakuza again. And then the Uniwest, I decided I'll do the 21, not the marathon. And then I've got a trail run in September. So, yeah, that's basically that. All right, cool. Let, let me bring Marcus in here. Marcus, uh, you, uh, Michelle sent through her questionnaire with regards to uh, some of her, her running background and obviously coming off a, a major injury like a, like a stress fracture at, at any stage in your, your sort of running history, that needs to be taken into account. But just looking at those numbers, do you think, do you think Michelle's approach is, is sensible? I know she said in the email that she, she's not that keen on, on going to comrades straight away. It, it's, it's, probably nagging in the back of their head. And, and if you run in South Africa, if you're listening to this, Comrades is always there because people people will always say to you, you're not a real runner until you've run Comrades, which is absolute nonsense. Uh, but uh, I can see where, where the peer pressure comes in. Your, your initial thoughts on that questionnaire, Marcus, and we'll get into some questions. Look, uh, Brad, um, I, think it's, I think it's really good to, to uh, well, put it this way. Michelle, I think what you're doing is, is great. Um, to have taken a few steps back and then building it up slowly but surely. Um, your, your training before the stress fracture, was it more speed-based or was it more distance-based or was it a mixture of both? I just followed that program, so it's, I think it's distance. Okay. I just, but I didn't, it, it says that it, you should do it like a 620 
you know, the pace, and I obviously ran it faster, so I'm not sure if that was the problem. Yeah, I was so that's, just, that's your first issue. Yeah. Okay. Okay, and, 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 and you, you followed that, that bronze program based on, on did, you have, did you ask someone a question in the forum, or, or did you just think that's what you're capable of when you went with that program? Oh, <laughs> that's what oh. I did. So I okay. went on the internet and I thought, oh, let me just see what there is. And have I done a, a half marathon in the time, which I have, which was three years ago. So, you know, I just started with that, not taking in consideration it was three years back. Okay. So um, obviously I didn't start with the maximum effort, but I, I was able to manage the distances. And the, the time-based program works wonderful for me. I must say I'll never run a, a kilometer distance program. I love the time-based program. Okay, okay, awesome. I mean, so obviously all our programs have been drawn up with, with specific goals and, 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 and ideas or philosophies in mind. And the fact that you followed one program but adopted or implemented a different pace, um, that could have probably been the biggest determining factor or one of the biggest reasons um, why you ended up hurting yourself. Um, but, I mean, what's done is done. Um, and I think moving forward, uh, we, can, we can work through some things in this call now. And based on information that you give me, I can then say, listen, what I think you're capable of running um, is a 21 kilometer in so many hours, and then you can jump onto that program. You know, okay. small yeah. minor improvements. Lin Lindsay um, once told me something, and, it, and it's very true. He said, "The more, the slower the change, the more permanent it is." So, so mm. if, if if one makes major gains in your training, then it's great. But it, it there's a chance that it comes at a certain cost. Whereas if the improvements are smaller, but they happened um, more consistently, that change is more permanent, and that's something that one needs to keep in the back of your mind. Mm. That makes sense, yeah. Cool. Michelle, you were asking a, a question about pace versus time spent on the road, particularly after injury. Can, can you give us a little bit of background of, of what you're thinking and, and, and the, the, the sort of thought behind that question? So I'm, I was just thinking, you know, if I should rather do very slow, long, uh, slow pace and not worry about the, the kilometers, versus um, just going for a 45 at my normal pace. So that was just, I was just worried about the, too much pressure regarding the pace. Mm. Okay, but on, uh, if, if you say the pace, what do, you, what do you base that pace on? Do you go on what feels comfortable or do you go on what the program suggests you should be running at? So at the moment, I'm just running according to my own comfort. Okay. Which is about six twelve, sixteen, six twelve pace. Okay. And yeah. what is do you have a do you have a recent five or ten kilometer PB if I can call it that, or just the hard effort that you did recently? So I've just done um, that was my first running after um, the hip injury. It was in November oh, now in June the ninth. I did a ten k and it was just under an hour. Official was 101, but on my watch it was 158, I think. Yeah. Okay. So uh, 59, 58. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's let's work on 59 minutes. So based on based on 59 minutes for a 10 kilometers, your training paces for easy run should be around 625 to 650. Yeah, you okay. see, I don't do that. <laughs> 
Okay, we'll get we'll get to what what I'm trying to say now. So your easy run should be between six twenty five to six fifty. Your long run should be six twenty five to about seven ten, and then your recovery run should be from about a six fifty five to a seven thirty. Now the reason why we usually work out these paces is because people tend to they run faster than what they should be doing. So you you. you you're working off a different energy system. And for me, that's a problem. So, I mean, if you just go back and look, have a look at questions and discussions previously listed in the forums, it's about people asking, but why do I need to run so slow if I want to run faster in a race? And that's the massive thing. I suppose for me, that's the biggest mistake that all runners make is they think the faster they can run in training, the faster they'll be able to run in a race, but it's not the case. I always use the example of when I did my first comrades. I said, I'm only going to run on heart rate. So at the time that I started, my heart rate was very sensitive. I wasn't in the best shape possible. So my easy running pace at 151 beats per minute, and that was four beats higher than what it should have been. But I just thought to myself, I cannot run slower than what I was. My running pace was about 530 per kilometer at 151 beats per minute. By the time, that was November 2016. By the time I was ready to line up for my first up run, my running pace was about 440 per kilometer at 146 beats per minute. So it just goes to show you, if you run on an aerobic capacity or from an aerobic perspective and you keep on increasing your aerobic fitness, then I can guarantee you your anaerobic fitness, your anaerobic threshold will, be much, will become much higher. It's just one of those things. I've had a, I've, I've, I'm busy coaching a guy for a 100-kilometer for trail run in, in, in the UK. And just by running, he runs ever so easy, but by doing more of them, he's, he's, he took a minute and 23 seconds off his 5K PB in a matter of four months. And I mean, over 5Ks, that, that, I mean, it, that, that's that, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so my suggestion would be is, the thing is, if you run at these, uh, these projected zones, it's based, the, the formulas that I've used to calculate those zones, it's been tried and tested. And I can guarantee you, if you stick to those, you, you end up finishing sessions fresher. You'll start your next sessions fresher as well. But when the time comes to put the hammer down, if I can refer to it like that, I can guarantee you, you're going to be way fresher and you're going to be, you're going to be way more capable of running a faster split. So the reason why I use the word fresh is, Lindsay also refers to this quite often. He says, it's all good by pitching up for a race as fit as you can be. But being fit and fresh is another thing. Because yeah. you, more often than not, so let's say for argument's sake, you had to take a few days off after, let's say, being sick. Those first few days, yes, the first run, run might, be a, might be a bit sluggish. But after that, you feel really great. It's because you've had time to rest as well. Sure, you didn't lose much fitness, but the bottom line is your, your body your body got a chance to recover. Now, if we're redlining it the whole time when we're supposed to be going easy, if we're tapping into that anaerobic fitness the whole time, that's not good. It's actually very counterproductive. So it's very important that you slowly but surely follow the right paces, and then based on your based on your 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 previous injury, is to slowly but surely build it up. I hear what you say with regards to you're only going to be doing 21s this year. I can guarantee you, you can run further than 21s this year, but granted that you stick to the right paces. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I'll definitely, definitely implement this. It's yeah, going so another cross-reference, I don't know if you've ever run on, on heart rate, is to say 180 minus your age. 
So if in my case, I then need to run at about 145 beats per minute. That should be the average of my heart rate. So if you want to go do some reading up on a guy by the name of Dr. Philip Maffetone, he came up with a math method. And that's exactly what I've just explained. And if I don't give my guys um, a gap to, well, if I don't give them uh, a, a, like a range to run in, I'm referring to a pace range, I usually give them heart rate. Uh, or that 180 minus your age because it is super effective but you need to give it time as well and then slowly but surely you'll find that you're running longer but by the uh, yeah, you're running further and by the time you're starting to run further in the same amount of time as you would two or three months before it's because your body's become fitter your legs have become stronger so your heart doesn't need to work as hard um, as it had to you know a few months before so it's also a good gauge to work on Okay, that, yeah, because my heart rate is, I only check it afterwards, but it's always an average of 155, 165. It's terrible. <laughs> it's yeah, very high. So, yeah. so in actual fact, you are, I mean, that to me just proves that. Too I mean, high, yeah. It's way yeah. too high. If, if my mother-in-law is a prime example, she's been running for donkey's years, and she, get, she used to get sick quite often. And the problem was, I said, eventually, I said, listen, but let's have a look at, let's break it down. I said, what is your 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 race pace and she said for, for let's say for argument's sake it was five minutes a kilometer i said okay that's perfect what is your easy run pace and she said it's about a 515 520 i said mm -hmm. but that's the difference if i if i work on my easy pace now let's say it's 508 per kilometer um and if i race i'll probably average close to four minutes a kilometer so i mean there's almost a minute and 10 second difference there and the bigger the the, the difference in your easy versus um, race pace, I can guarantee you the more effective your race pace is going to be. And then just a question, so how do you determine your race pace then? So, so basically, look, let's say for argument's sake, we, we worked off that 59 minute 10K now. So if I, if I work on that, what that tells me is you should be running a half marathon in about two hours and 11 minutes. Okay. okay. And your marathon time should be around about 4.36. So that's okay. why we always say, work on your shorter, faster distances. And then once you set up a decent PB there, jump onto the forum, get in touch with us, and we'll give you an estimate of what you're capable of running over the longer distances. And that's when you jump onto that program and say, okay, right, what does this entail? If I ran a 59-minute 10K, should I be following the sub um, the sub, uh, two hour um, half marathon plan. Yes, if you feel comfortable running at the projected paces, if you feel slightly uncomfortable or your heart rate's telling you it's a bit higher than what it should be, then add a few seconds to the pace, the pace zones that, that's stipulated on the program. But it's very important to work off your own times and your own um, facts and then base your, the base the way or work out the way forward. Okay. Perfect. That makes. I can now believe why I had a problem because I was running way too fast all the time. Yeah, and, and that's one of the big issues, Michelle, is, is most runners are running all their training runs at exactly the same pace. There's no, yeah. there's no differentiation between an easy run and a hard run. Everything's the same. So as soon as you start spreading it out like that, you'll start seeing amazing results. And I think that flows into your, your next question where you were asking about speed work and, and, and track running. Is it okay... Uh, Marcus, you, your thoughts on there? Because obviously, if you are slowing your longer stuff down, it does allow you to do those higher intensity uh, workouts where you are able to actually hit the numbers as, as well as you should be hitting them. For sure. 
and 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 yes, once again, I, I wouldn't, I, I'll never not recommend that unless you was unless you you're carrying an injury. Um, but what's most important is is that you need to know ex specifically what you need to do. If there's some form of quality run, it doesn't necessarily need to be on a track to be effective. Um, and what I know Lindsay and I like to incorporate into our programs is heel repetitions. And the mm. reason why is because one, it, it doesn't just build speed, but it also builds a form of strength. And then secondly, it's very, because you're running slightly slower in a two minute heel rep as opposed to a 800 or, or a kilometer um, uh, uh, interval is your chances of what well, your chances for, for injury are slightly lower as well. So that's why we're big fans of doing heel reps because the session generally is shorter and you do get um, to rest more frequently. And then, like I said, it builds speed, but it also builds strength. But going to the track, there's absolutely no problem. Um, but just know what you need to do specifically. And then also, um, my question would be is what do you base your pace on? Because it doesn't really help you start, let's say for argument's sake, you want to do a set of five 800s. What do you base your pace on? You just start running um, and you get to a pace that you feel, okay, this, is, this, is for, this for me is working hard and um, then fade as the session goes along or can you keep or maintain that pace throughout the whole session? Um, stuff like that's very important because it's also how you do every interval. How long do you rest after each interval? Does your heart rate come down far enough in order um, for you to do your next interval um, effectively? And then just a question, heel intervals, what is the elevation? What is a heel? Okay, so a heel, contrary to popular belief, <laughs> um, people think the steeper the heel, the more effective it's going to be, but it's definitely not the case. So um, 4 to 5% gradient is perfect. So it's a very slight, it's a very slight incline. Look, it's not very slight, but the, I mean, it's, it's a decent climb, but it's, it's definitely not the steepest hill around. Um, but okay. four to 5% gradient is what you want to be working on. And for someone, um, well, working, working on the paces that we just did, um, I'd say, let me just quickly work out. Yeah. Um, for your pace for a one kilometer, your one kilometer speed reps would then be a five fifteen to a five. 27 so for me your um your new rep pace will be about a 535 that should be your target okay. and then once again you want to build it up gradually so the first week you'll do four times two minutes if you find a two minute is a bit too hectic for you then then, then you can convert it to 200 meters um, so you'll find that it's slightly shorter but it's still a structured interval um, and then, like I said, it's important to do sessions or to do intervals, but don't start them as hard as you can and then fade towards the end because then you're really missing the point of it. You mm. want to start it and you want to feel what it feels like uh, when you start that interval at a specific pace or a specific intensity. And you need to feel like you can maintain or almost just, just not maintain that pace for the full interval session. It's very important. If you start to fade towards the end, I'd say rather add another 10, 20, maybe even 30 seconds to your rest interval. But try, try and, and, and stick to the pace. But only do so if you can, uh, well, put it this way, only, only add um, seconds to your rest interval if you can maintain the pace. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Michelle, you were also asking about sort of selecting races to do. And I know you mentioned in your email that comrades was never really the goal, but you, you then asked, should you just be sticking to half marathons or, or possibly moving up to a marathon and then eventually comrades? T tell us a little bit about 
long term? I mean, is Comrades something you want to run? And, and obviously, coming off an injury like this, Marcus, that you have to, I mean, you talk about building up slowly. But, but tell us a little bit about what the goal is and, and what you'd like to achieve. And then you were also asking about getting onto the right program, because I think that's important. But I think those two questions are, are sort of really linked. Tell, tell us a little bit about your thinking, and then and let's get Marcus's take on it. Yeah, I I actually don't know about the comrades. I watched it, I looked at it, and I think <laughs> it's something on the bucket list. <laughs> but um, yeah, the only reason I started training for it was the one girl said to me, "No, man, you run fast. Let's start training." And I said, "If I qualify, I'll just take the next step." So, um, but. I don't know, but you know, you get into things and the fitter you get and the more, I've only done my very, very first marathon cox whip in November. So, um, I actually just think I should take it one day at a time and, and I also think if I want to do a comrades, I know everybody says back to back, but <laughs> I don't want to go down. <laughs> no, I would, <laughs> I really don't want to go down <laughs> so but we'll see so if i consider it i'll consider it up. i know it's painful and terrible but i can't imagine going down for 40 kilometers at the end <laughs> yeah look i think for me running should be fun um it doesn't help you do any form of sport and it, and it, you don't enjoy it so mm. i think the bottom line is if you if you have peace with just running 21s then just stick if you, if you think, listen, I want to try and test myself to go a bit further, jump onto the forum and say, listen, guys, this is what I've been doing. Um, this is the pace that I've been doing my shorter racing um, runs or race pace runs at. And uh, what do you guys suggest? We'll gladly help you. But if you're comfortable with shorter distances, then do that and become fast and better over that. And if you're just running for the sake of running and enjoyment, then just just do that as well. Um, it's very important to, to, to not let fun um, or to exclude fun out of this whole equation because once it becomes a, a have to instead of a want to, I can guarantee you there's m way more different things to do in this world that will put a smile on your face. So if you, if you feel like running comrades one day, then yes, you obviously you'll have to slow, slowly but surely build onto the distances. Mm -hmm. But I mean, there's no, there's no um, sell by date if I can call it that. So, mm -hmm. Take it as it comes. Do what you feel you're capable of. And if you have questions, please jump onto the forum and we'll gladly assist you. And we'll glad you help you, even if it needs to be to your first comrades. We will, it'll put a massive smile on our faces to be able to um, do that for you. But it's very important to not be pushed by what people say um, mm. and go with, with your own flow. It, it, I cannot stress the importance of that. Yeah, Michelle, I agree with Marcus 100%. I mean, I've run a few comrades and I love the race, but there's no don't feel pressure that you have to run comrades. Uh, the race is going nowhere. And, and I'm a firm believer that I think, I think everyone should run it at some stage just because it's such a, it's such an iconic event. And I think it, it shows that anyone who's run this both locally and internationally will agree with me that it's a, a great sort of window into what, life could be like in South Africa that it's just everyone's exactly the same on race day it doesn't matter who you are what you do it, it's a it's an incredible event to be part of but you don't have to do it it's there if you want to do it it's, it's like I always say if you go to a buffet you don't go and eat everything that's at the buffet you take what you like and if you feel that you're comfortable and you're happy running half marathons cool and and I always say to people I mean you 
You've said it a few times. Marcus has said it. And, and we hear it all the time. People say, I just run half marathons. There's no distance called just half marathons. It's a half marathon. You're a runner. And, and be, just because you don't go on and run ultra marathons and comrades, it doesn't make you any less of a runner. You're still a runner. And, and yeah, I, I think we get into that thing in South Africa that, oh, you have to run comrades. You don't have to run comrades. The race is there. If in 10 years' time you decide you want to run it, cool. If you decide in 10 years' time you never want to run it, that's cool too. So, yeah, don't, don't feel pressured because everyone else around you is running comrades that you have to run comrades. Yeah. yeah, I think it's very important, Brad. I just have to disagree about your buffet statement. I think you need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, you know what, Michelle? At the, at the end of the day, if, you, if you're going to do um, runs that you don't like, you're going to start disliking running. And for sure. me, it's, it's a very dangerous place to go. Um, and, and yes, it absolutely kills me. You haven't been around unless you've done Iron uh, Comrades or a triathlete unless you've done Ironman or mountain bike if you haven't done Cape Epic. It is absolute rubbish. Um, for me, one of the most beautiful sports around is running. It's because everyone can do it. You don't need a pair of expensive running shoes in order to become fit and put a smile on your face and be all fit and healthy. Um, so, yeah, stick with what your gut tells you and what you want to do. It's very important. Yeah. Mm. Now that we finished, now that we finished lecturing you, Michelle, have you got any other questions? <laughs> so I just want to, for the very last one, then, if I uh, could download a training program, would that then be the sub to city twenty one? Um, so I would definitely, based on your based on your run from last week or from the 9th of June, you said, yeah, um, capable of running a two eleven. A half marathon and yeah. i must just i must just confirm um i must just confirm i think there's a sub 210 no there's a uh, there's a two and a two yeah. and a half so so michelle yeah. smack bang okay. in the middle of no man's land yeah. there so exactly. what, what what would she do so what i would suggest is is, is jump onto the sub to our sub to our program follow the distances okay but follow the paces that i suggested so the basis I gave you is what you stick to, but you can follow the distances on the program. That's very important. And if you need to jump onto the forum to ask me some more questions about it, please feel free. No, that I can do. I'm, I can follow a plan. Yeah. So okay. if I know what I need to do, that's what I can do. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's up to our... Sorry, Marcus, go for it. What is your weekly mileage at the moment? Sorry? What is your weekly mileage at the moment? No, for the moment. Um, I do like about Saturday we did 14, but I do about six, three times a week. Okay. So, yeah. um, so I, yeah. think, I, I don't think there will be such a massive increase on that program or that plan. But once again, I know it because I helped writing the programs. It won't be from zero to zero in a matter of two weeks. There will be a mm -hmm. gradual build in your whether it's your speed work, whether it's your long runs, doesn't matter there'll be a gradual build and that's what's important and that's what you need because many people, they think, okay, well, I'm on this whatever program now and I need to, the sooner I throw myself in the deep end, the better and that's usually also when injuries creep in. Mm. No, thank you. This was most informative and I, I know my problem came in with the wrong case yeah. for the wrong program. 
Oh. I definitely okay. had that completely wrong. <laughs> well, Michelle, it's been, it's been great catching up. We, we unfortunately are out of time. I know Mark has got another call. I've got another one as well. So, yeah, if you've got any questions or follow-up questions, pop them in the forum. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing how you go and, uh, in the weeks and months to come. We'll keep you posted. Thank you so much for your time. And that's another one in the bag. Thank you so much for listening. Before I go, I mentioned that uh, I'm going to share another success story from our forums. And this one uh, comes from Sianda Ngudlwa. And uh, Sianda shared uh, this message in the success forum after her first comrades. And uh, the title was, My First Comrades Marathon, My Greatest Achievement. And I know I'm going to struggle through this because it is such a cool post. Uh, And posts like this just really sort of fire me up. It gets me really emotional because that's exactly why uh, we built the platform that we've built so it says dear Lindsay and team the reason why i joined you last year that was in 2018 in july was to improve my cape town marathon time of 4:45. i bought a three-month uh, program and was pleased to achieve a four hour 15 that's 30 minutes off uh, that cape town marathon time which is amazing i achieved my pb because running was no longer painful i actually enjoyed it i no longer suffered from hamstring and itb pain and then in february i ran the cape peninsula marathon as a training run and i improved my time from 4:43 for the cape peninsula to four 32 a year later my cape town marathon pb gave me confidence to sign up for the comrades marathon and i must say that i was also not sure if i was ready to take this big step so when my three-month contract expired with coach parry i decided to sign up for the monthly subscription and i must say it is the best decision i have ever made i followed the sub 11 comrades program and on the 9th of june i ran my very first comrades marathon i don't know what to expect but it was uh, sure that it was uh, that I, I wasn't sure what to expect but i, sh- I was sure that i was well trained and Followed a good nutritional plan. Uh, I'm glad to report that I crossed the line in 11 hours and 9 minutes. I'm so proud of my achievement. Uh, the longest distance I'd ever run before comrades was 60Ks. Uh, when I was at 65, my body uh, started to fail me. I had cramps in my toes all the way through to my shoulders. What kept me going were the final chats I had with Lindsay, Brad, Marcus, and Shona on the 8th of June at the Comrades Expo. I told them that I'm not good at hills and I'm a bit nervous and I'm also worried about the weather. They reminded me to be calm, apply the run-walk strategy, and hydrate. Thank you, coaches, for helping people like me who are not natural athletes but want to achieve big dreams in life. Um, I am so waiting for the down run next year, and I'm determined to get my bronze. Finally, my two daughters and husband now understand what I'm really talking about when I mention Coach Parry. Sianda, thank you so much for sharing that in those forums. That is amazing. We are so, so proud of you. And yeah, I wish I could share all the success stories uh, here on the podcast because there are so many of them. And I'd love for you to see them as well. If you'd like to join us and if you'd like help uh, to achieve your running goals, just like Sianda's been able to do, all you need to do is head over to coachparry.com forward slash join. We'd love to have you uh, in the Coach Parry Training Club. We're getting unbelievable results. Uh, we've got one of the most phenomenal online communities. It is super positive. It is super super encouraging. Uh, you get world-class training programs, access to some of the best coaches, not just in South Africa, but in the world. Uh, and yeah, uh, the proof is in the pudding. We'd love to have you. Go to coachparry.com forward slash join. Uh, and yeah, come hang out with us. We'd love to have you in the club.